Good morning. My name is Ashley Deal. I'm one of our student ministries pastors here at Journey of Faith Church. Cue the applause. <laughs> I've been on staff here for about four years with our middle school and high school students, and I have, without doubt, the best job here at Journey. This morning is definitely a really great morning for you to be here. You saw all a bunch of students play on our worship team. They play every Tuesday night and Sundays. They are phenomenal. There were students doing the, the video. It's just a really exciting morning. You're hearing from myself as well as Edgar Bear, other student ministries pastor. This morning, I want to say hello, and we're connected live to our Torrance campus right now. Our Torrance campus has a special place in my heart, because when I started here at Journey, I was with those students in particular. So good morning at the Torrance campus, and for everyone watching online, good morning. We're so glad to meet across so many different platforms. We are continuing this series called Conversations Along the Continuum. In this series, we are looking at this slide to talk about where people are at in their spiritual journey. Now, this zero here represents anyone that made the decision to follow Jesus for the first time. As they learn more about Jesus, they grow and they follow in him. You'll see them moving further across to those positive one, two, three, four, five. And then this side over here on the left is people that have yet to follow Jesus. They could be open to the idea of Christianity with a negative one, or they might not have want to do anything with the church with this negative five. Our goal as Christians is help move people to the right to for them to meet and understand who Jesus is. That can be a scary thing to do. These people on this left side, right, It's our friends, our neighbors, our family members, and opening up and having these spiritual conversations can be intimidating on what to say or maybe what not to say. And so our goal of this series is for us to have tips, starting places on where to have those conversations. We've been using our statement of faith as a starting point on what conversations and where we should start. And so you can look online to our statement of faith. We're looking at our the seventh section when we talk about the church, and that's the main topic from today. We're asked, answering the question, how can we have conversations with people about the church? Because these conversations are so important. I think about in my own life, right when I moved in the South Bay, I was trying to plan a cute date night with me and my husband. In typical South Bay fashion, I asked a student, what should I do? And they said, go watch at the sunset in PV. They told me of this location where I had to drive up and saw all these mansions. I backed my car up down this tiny cul-de-sac and you would have the perfect sunset of all the South Bay. Me and my husband, we totally prepared to do that. We took out the seats in our car. We laid out some blankets. I made some cute sandwiches. Boom, date night. I'm the best wife in the world. And as we're doing this, everything is going to plan. The sun is still in the high in the sky where we're enjoying our time together. And then this man parks right next to us, like really nice, but our date just became a double date because this guy, he could talk. You know those people that are like, just keep talking? He pulled out a cooler and he started offering us drinks and an hour goes by and we've heard this whole man's life story. It was okay. The problem 
was is I could not be more different than this guy. He had some pretty strong beliefs, some pretty strong language, some pretty strong political ideas that I was just remember sitting there enjoying the sunset and just going, oh yeah, yeah, right, of course. Yeah, have you ever been in that spot where you're just nodding your head hoping that maybe the conversation will die down? It didn't. My husband now took the responsibility, 75% of it, of leading this conversation and I've kind of tuned it out. But eventually this man looks to me and he goes, oh, you moved down here for your job. What do you do? And I remember being like, do I tell him? Do I tell him I work at a church? I was really nervous about it because everything so far, what have I even agreed to at this point, right? He doesn't peg me as someone that I thought went to church and I was suddenly really nervous about it. I can't just lie and not say I go to church. I'm proud of my job. Now, I don't know if you've ever found yourself in that position where you're nervous to talk about church with people. If that's your family member, a neighbor, a random guy you met in PV. But the main point that we want to talk about this morning, me and Edgar, is that we can have great spiritual conversations with people about church. We want to make sure to give you a starting place, what to talk about when we're talking about church so you're not just avoiding the conversation. When I think about myself, when I was caught like a deer in the headlights, like, do I tell him I'm a youth pastor? Do I not? I think about that story, and I realize that it was really great that I was just honest with what I was. I told him I was a youth pastor, I loved my job, I worked at this church, and I found community and a home here. And you know what? That guy wasn't like, ooh, like super turned off by it. You could tell he was... Like, oh, what if I, like, probably processing what he said in the last hour? But he was like, oh, curious. And I told him about my job. I told him about um, the, the community I made here. And at the end of the date night, or not, 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 not date night, at the end of this time, me and my husband, we finished our drinks off with our new friend, and we got in our car, and we were driving home. And we recognized that this man probably just didn't have anyone to hang out with on a Friday night. Right? He came with a cooler ready to spend the time with us. And it was actually a really great time to spend that time with him. And as I think about conversations that we have with people about the church, the more I realize we need to have conversations about our need for community. In this world, there's so many people. There's so many people, but we have a problem with loneliness. Even though the 405 is packed, restaurants are packed, the beach was packed on 4th of July, there's so many people out there, yet there might be so many people, even in this room, that feel like they're doing life completely by themselves. This could be a physical loneliness where a Friday night, it comes and goes, and you don't have anyone to make plans with, you don't have anyone to call up to hang out with, or it could be an emotional loneliness where, man, you have people in your life, but you don't really have anyone in your corner. You have friends, but when it comes to having hard conversations, maybe you don't have anyone. And as I think about this problem, it's such a hard feeling. This feeling of loneliness, you know what it feels like when it's described to you. And as I think about it, the more I can rest with the knowledge that God created a solution to this problem. Right? The problem is loneliness. God created a solution, and that's the church. He knew it wasn't well for us to make, do life on our own. And so he made something for us essential for us to live life together. 
And so one great way to be talking about the church with people in our lives is this, is we can share how the church can provide the community that everyone needs. It's so important, and this is a talking point we can start with when we're talking about the church. Psalm 133 says this. It says, how wonderful and pleasant it is when brothers live together in harmony. Now, this brothers refers to all of God's people in this room, and I want to focus on this part that says live together in harmony. It just doesn't say, oh, how wonderful and pleasant it is when we all go to church together, though that is pleasant and wonderful, but... What it's really focusing on is the fact that we live together in harmony. God's design for us wasn't just to be part of a church building and just to go to a service, but it was for us to do life together. I remember one time I was helping my friend move. She started a new job at this tiny marketing firm in a new area. And as I'm helping her move, she's like, Ashley, where do I make friends? How should I, how should I get plugged into this little tiny new town? And I was like thinking about it. In college, it's so easy. You just go into a dorm, automatically you make a friend, you start classes, it's easy to meet people. But where do you start? And I thought about my all the times I've moved and every single time it's been the church is how I found community. So I say, oh, you should go to church. Now my friend, she wasn't a believer. And so then when I said this, she was like, how does that make sense? Her mind and her idea of the church was only limited to the building, the Sunday morning service. And so she didn't see how that could make friends or community. And so many people, right, on this left side of the spectrum, they fall under that same category where they're only thinking of the church as a building. And so when we're having conversations about church, we're not necessarily having conversations about the same thing because we're not on the same page. So many people fall under that, and we sometimes even fall into that trap. I don't know if on a Sunday morning you just get up, you get your kids here, you show up, you say hi to the people wearing the welcome shirts, you listen to service, and then you continue your day. That's not God's design for the church. It's for us to be in community. We're not just going to church, but today I want to encourage you to remind you that we are are the church. Church and conversations about it can be Thursday night with your life group and the people and the friends you've made there. Church can be opening up to your mops group and having conversations with them. It can be meeting a new friend after Journey Kids and getting lunch with their family and connecting with them. All of these things, putting plugged into a serving team and making friends through there. All of these things are church. Our high school and our um, junior high program, we have a set time where we just hang out in the lobby and we eat pizza and we hang out, then we play games, we hear a message and we do worship, but a huge part of service is just sitting in our small groups then and talking about what we've learned in building community. That's a huge part of our church, what church is. And when I'm talking to a middle schooler and I'm encouraging them to come to invite their friends, know what I'm encouraging to invite them to? dodgeball and ice cream. It's not necessarily church, but it's the time where we're playing dodgeball and making new friends. That's church. We have this saying in Journey Student Ministries that we hope that every single person that comes to service feels seen, known, and loved. That every person that comes here knows that they're accepted and cared for who they are. That applies to student ministries, but it also applies to every person in this room that came to church this morning. I really hope that you feel here at church seen, known, and loved. And if you don't, let's get you connected. Fill out a connect card. Talk to someone at that back table when you leave today. 
Because that's because it's God's design for the church for us to live together in harmony. I'm not just talking about in my own experiences, but also when I think about Jesus and how he set up the church. Biblically, that's what the church was. Jesus left and he returned to heaven and then the people he left were like, all right, we got to have church together. Now, these people were so different. They were vastly different people. They were widows and out- orphans, outcasts and prostitutes. Yet they met in the homes of wealthy followers, leaders in society. These people, they depended on each other for food, for shelter, for clothing. They called each other brother and sister. They weren't just going to church, but them together became the church. And the early church, it was difficult for them. They struggled together, but they lived their messy lives together because they knew they had a place where they belonged and they were accepted. In the book of Galatians, Paul, the author, he's writing to a brand new church and he's explaining on how to live and how to lead in this church. And he says this, he says, let's, let, let's not get tired of doing what's good. At the at right time, we will reap a harvest of blessings if we don't give up. Therefore, whenever we have the opportunity, we should do good to everyone, especially those in the family of faith. I want to focus on this part that says, especially those in the family of faith. Are we doing that here at church? When you think of church, what are you thinking about? Are you, when you think of people on that continuum on that left side, what do you think their perception of church is? Is it this, people that aren't tired of doing what's good? Because if we understand there's a problem with loneliness in the world, the church is the place where we can start and we can make an impact on it. Also in Galatians, in chapter three, he says this, share each other's burdens, for this is a way to obey the law of Christ. So often with high school students, I feel like we have this negative connotation with church where it's just a bunch of rules that we have to follow. This is true, I think, for all people. There's this negative connotation sometimes about the church, about how it's all these rules. Now what's crazy here is when you look at what is the rule, what is the laws we have to obey of Christ, It's just sharing each other's burdens. I wish and I hope that this is what the church could be known for. This is what we could be known for. And when we're having conversations with people about the church, this is what's gonna impact them. It's the fact that we will share each other's burdens. And I think when people see that, if we are loving people the way that God intended the church to love people, they're gonna be drawn into it. They're gonna see that and they're gonna want to be part of it. And our conversations with people will suddenly change. Our conversations. And so today I have one action step for you. And it says, share how you've benefited from the church community with one person in your life that needs connection this week. I think everyone in this room can sit here and we can think of someone that maybe needs a reached out hand to that needs a connection, that they need someone to talk to. And I want to encourage you to tell them about the church and show them about how the connections you've made here. In addition to that step, I want to add this one, invite them to the easiest church-related event. If you're nervous about inviting them to church on a Sunday morning, sitting in the front, that's a lot, and tell them about getting lunch afterwards. If you have a friend or a neighbor, someone in your life, invite them to life group at your friend's house. If that's intimidating, Maybe just invite them in and introduce them to church friends at a trivia night, at a volleyball game at the beach. That's 
where you can start when we're having conversations about the church. And when we're talking about conversations along the continuum, those people on that left side, that's how we're talking about the church, the impact it can make in our lives. Now, and if you're here and you're like, I, again, am not really connected, I want to encourage you to remind yourself this is what the church is and we're here for you in that way. To fill out that connect card, to get the life and the community that God intended. Edgar is going to come up in a minute and he's going to share one more way that we can have conversations about the church with people in our lives. But before we do that, we're going to hear from a student. His name is Tom and he's going to talk about how the church has impacted him and how he's inviting people into it. It's really great. So let's go ahead and check it out. My name is Tom Pickard. I go to Americosta High School. I've been going to Journey Students for about a year and a half now. So going to Amplified, um, we're really well equipped with bringing the lessons and stories back home and into our daily lives. Being in the South Bay, I think most people are curious about God, but they're afraid of the social repercussions that comes from inquiring about Him. Um, especially I think in modern times we live in such a hostile environment the gospel and having this place where I can invite people and they're able to come and learn the gospel without being judged and ask questions freely my friend from high school he was a complete non-believer and actually over time over the months and the years he's recently came to God and he's going to be going to Hume Lake with me which has been just a such an amazing and eye-opening experience to share the gospel with him another way that I've been able to grow with God is by actually volunteering with my eighth grade boys uh, at Ignite they're just such a fun loving group and it's so amazing watching them learn and grow in their love for God and they're able to come and ask me questions. They're just such uh, a light in my life and I'm able to pour into them and they pour back into me. Sharing your faith at high school, it's a very daunting task and the more I'm able to put my trust in God, the more he's able to come through. So not only has it helped me build reliance on God, but it's also helped me share that with others in the community. Hello, everyone, and welcome. My name is Edgar Baer, and I'm also a student ministry pastor here at Journey of Faith. And I just want to point out the guy that you just saw talking, he is not a paid actor. Yes, he actually is in high school. He looks much older. (laughs) There he is right there. Hey, it is an honor to be able to share the message for today uh, alongside with Ashley. As Ashley mentioned, the main point is that we can have great spiritual conversations with people about church. And one of the ways that we can do that is that we can share how the church can provide the community that everyone needs. And I get to talk about another point, which is we can share how the church can provide the personal spiritual growth we desire. Now, to get us going, I would like to ask you guys a question. What are some of the reasons you started to attend church? Why'd you start to attend? Maybe you've been going your entire life, so your parents brought you. Perhaps uh, somebody you love, somebody you care about invited you. Maybe something major happened in your life, and so you started to attend. 
Maybe you were out in nature and you were like, man, this can't be all there is. And so you started to attend. Usually there's not one single reason people go to church. It's usually a number of circumstances interwoven together uh, that God uses to draw us closer to him and to his church. And that's what happened to me. So I'm going to share a little bit about myself. And there is a point to this. So growing up, uh, I went to church Sometimes We went on Easter, uh, we went on uh, Good Friday, things like that. But I really wasn't connected. I do want to point out, though, that my grandma was constantly praying for me, which is awesome. So I really wasn't connected to the church. Uh, I really didn't care to go. But then when, we got to, when I got to around high school, some problems started happening at home. And so my mom started taking us to church more regularly. But once again, I, I didn't want to go. I really didn't care. I feel like it wasn't for me. Right? There was problems going on at home. I was more interested in parties and things that teenagers wanted to do at that age. But then I got to my senior year of high school, and then I was faced with serious questions about God that I didn't have answers to. So I started digging. I was like, okay, well, what is faith and uh, what I believe spiritually and who is God and what is truth and what is the purpose, right? So because of these questions, I picked up, I picked up a Bible and I started to read it. I started to go to church and ask questions. I did as much digging as I could at the age that I was at and I got to the point where I was like, hold on. I think I believe what the Bible teaches, but I didn't want to stop living the way that I was living, so I was one foot in and one foot out. And this happened for a few years, and then one day, God kind of showed me where my life was headed with him, which is life, versus without him. If I trust in things, created things, and they all fail. So from that moment on, I fully gave my life over to Jesus. I left my former ways behind and I started following Jesus and it was the single greatest decision that I've ever made. It's wonderful. But it did not end there. I had to continue to grow in my walk, in my journey, in my spiritual walk with Jesus. And God used the church for that. So, let me explain what I mean. As I started going to church, I met new believers, and I met people who've been going all of their life, and I met pastors and teachers and people from all different walks of life, but I was really fascinated and interested in people who knew the Bible backwards and forwards, and I was interested in people who had really high, deep intellect and had strong reasons for their faith, but that was where they were at in their walk with God. That was where they were at in their journey with Jesus. I had to personally grow as I followed Jesus, and the church was there. So I would attend the college ministry at that time, and then I started volunteering with the high school and the middle school students, and then I went to groups, and I went to worship, and I had encounters with Jesus, and then I heard the messages, and and it helped shape how I think and how I lived my life. And I could tell endless stories of how God was at work and how he answered prayer and how he brought my wife and I together and how in my difficult moments, uh, God still used those things for his good. So you can see me moving from one point in the continuum to another point and God was present the entire time and there are stories within the story. So how do we talk about church with people? Well, We can share how Jesus and his church made spiritual growth possible for you. So for you, 
right? You come to church, maybe there was a message that you needed to hear at the right time and it shaped your family in a better way. It helped you in your relationships. Maybe you heard uh, you were worshiping and you just had a wonderful encounter with Jesus. Maybe you're concerned about community service. How does God fit into this? And so you made meals for those who are in need and realized how God wants to take care of people. Or you went on a mission trip and you were like, your life was completely changed. So share these stories. Okay, now let's look at the Bible. In the Bible, we see several people who have encounters with Jesus, and then they go on to their communities, and they share, and they have those spiritual conversations with people. One of the more famous ones is the woman at the well. Okay, so today, I want to encourage you, when you are at home this week, go and read chapter four of John. It's a wonderful chapter. Matter of fact, if you're like, hey, Edgar, what book of the Bible should I read? I think John is a great place to start. So let me summarize what's going on. So Jesus is traveling from one location to another, and to get to where he's going, he has to travel through this land of Samaria. Now, quick note, there is division between the Samaritan people and the Jewish people. So Jesus is traveling through this land, and he stops at a well, and there's this woman who comes to draw water from the well. And so Jesus strikes up a conversation with her. He asks her for water. And the woman is shocked because of the division between the two people groups and other cultural things that are taking place. But Jesus is having a conversation with her and then he, he starts talking about spiritual things. He talks about God. Then he reveals some truth about who he is. And then he reveals some truth about who she is. So the woman feels known by Jesus And then Jesus reveals that he is the Messiah, that he is the one who's promised about in the Bible. He is the savior. So this woman has an encounter with Jesus. She experiences spiritual growth in Jesus. And what does she do with that information? Well, let's look at the passage. Then leaving her water jar, the woman went back to the town and said to the people, come, see a man who told me everything I ever did. Could this be the Messiah? They came out of the town and made their way toward him. So this woman has an encounter with Jesus. She's happy. She's excited. She goes out into community and she has spiritual conversations about Jesus. Then what happens? Many of the Samaritans from that town believed in him because of the woman's testimony. He told me everything I ever did. So when the Samaritans came to him, they urged him to stay with them, and he stayed two days. And because of his words, many more became believers. They said to the woman, we no longer believe just because of what you said, now we have heard for ourselves, and we know that this man really is the savior of the world. So once again, this woman has an encounter with Jesus. She goes out into her community and she has those spiritual conversations. She invites others to hear the word of God, which is what we do at church. We share the word of God. And they themselves now have spiritual growth in Jesus. So in a similar way, we are called to share these stories that we have of growth in Christ and invite others to hear about Christ. Okay. Now, how do we do this in a more practical way, because it can be a little bit difficult for us to just go out and share about Jesus. Something that I want to point out and re-emphasize that was talked about in the first sermon of this series is from 1 Peter chapter 3. So let's look at that. It says, but in your hearts, honor Christ the Lord as holy, always being prepared to make a defense to anyone who asks you for a reason for the hope that is in you, yet do it with gentleness and respect. 
as we have conversations with people, there will be many variables. Some have never been to church. Some used to go, but they've been hurt. Some are concerned about community service and how God ties into that. We need to be wise and discern how we talk to people and be prepared for, to give a reason for the hope that we have. Now, again, I know that it can be a little scary and difficult to share about church and about Jesus. And I'll be one of the first ones to admit that I have gone out and I thought like, man, I'm gonna get judged harshly. But I wanna encourage you by saying that most people are receptive to these conversations because most people, just like everyone else, have questions about God, about faith, about spirituality, about truth, and about purpose. So if we use discernment, if we are wise in the way we speak, if we are gentle and we are respectful, people are willing to have these conversations. Now, one of the things that I love to do is I love to play soccer. I play on Wednesdays and I'll play on Fridays. And uh, I've recently gone into beach volleyball, so I do that whenever, I guess, time allows. And so when I play, sometimes at the end of it, I'll be asked, hey man, do you wanna wanna come play with us on a Sunday morning? Or do you wanna play with us on a Tuesday night? And this is how the conversation usually goes. Actually, I got church. Oh, what church do you go to? Oh, I go to Journey of Faith. I work with students, and I love it, man. I get to see students grow in their walk with God, and it's really helped me to be at Journey. Uh, I have met wonderful people, and the worship is great, and the messages are good. Man, it's a great church. Do you go to church? Oh, you know what? I used to go to church when I was growing up. I don't really go right now, or I've never been. Usually, I end up inviting them to come to church, and some of them do, some of them don't. But 99% of the time, it is a great conversation. And even following, I've had follow-up conversations where people are like, hey, man, I want to talk to you about this subject. Uh, what do you think about this? Or I got one time where I was even able to pray for another person. And it's wonderful. So 99% of the time, great conversations. And I think in a similar way, many of us here have had those conversations or can create opportunities to talk about spiritual things about God with people. So I have a challenge for you guys today. And the challenge is... An action step, share how you've experienced spiritual growth at church with one person this week. So let's think about that. Maybe that message hit you. Maybe it was at worship. Maybe it was you serving, going on a mission trip, the community that you built. Share that with people and welcome them into the body of believers. Okay, I want to close uh, with a story. So around 13 years ago, my brother did not care that I had become a Christian, right? And if he did care, it was more on the negative side. But like most people, he had his own set of questions about God, about faith, about spiritual things. And so I had those conversations with him. I talked to him about God and about how I've grown in church. And I try to live out my faith in front of him as much as I could because God calls us to live our our faith in our everyday lives. And one day, I invited him and a couple of friends to church. And as we're going, one of the comments is, you know, one of the reasons we're going is because you invited us. Cool. Another comment was, I could be watching basketball right now. And I'm like, all right, dude, that's fair. And so we get there, but it was not what they expected. They meet new people. They have great conversations, spiritual conversations with people. The worship was wonderful. The message was great. And then at the end of the message, the pastor asks if 
Anybody wants to give their life over to Jesus if they want to follow Jesus. And to my surprise and to my joy, my brother raises his hand and he says he wants to follow Jesus. And I'm super happy. I'm excited. But it was short-lived. Because soon after, it was like nothing happened. And so years passed and I continued to try to have conversations with my brother when the opportunity would arise and I would live out my faith and we'd have those spiritual conversations. And then 12 years from the initial conversation, I get a phone call from my brother and he's like, hey man, I'm going to church. I'm following Jesus. It's awesome. Can you pray for me? And I didn't believe it. I was like, there's no way. For really? I was, I was so excited. I was so happy that he's doing this. And a part of me, I, I really, a part of me was like, is this, is this for real? Because I've been talking to him for years. Then he gives me another call a few months after that. Hey, man, I'm getting married. Can you be my best man? Hey, can you do the, perform the wedding? And I'm like, for sure. And once again, I'm excited. I'm happy. I can see the growth that my brother is going through. And I praise God for the work that he has done. And look, I did not save my brother. I guarantee you that I made tons of mistakes because I'm not perfect. But God used me as a vessel to share, to have those spiritual conversations, to talk about church and my growth, introduce him to Jesus and his church. And in a similar way, God uses you and will use you to have those conversations with other people to share about Jesus and to invite others into the body of believers, his church. Okay, so I want to summarize everything we've talked about today. Our main point is that we can have great spiritual conversations with people about church. And two of the ways that we can do this is we can share how the church can provide the community that everyone needs. And the second way is we can share how the church can provide the personal spiritual growth we desire. So go out and share. Talk about Jesus. Talk about your growth with people. I would like for everybody to stand, if you would, please. I'm going to pray for us, but I just want to encourage you guys, if you want prayer, there's a cross right here to my left, your right. There's going to be somebody standing there, people standing there after I pray. And hey, if you want to pray for somebody, if you need prayer yourself, go talk to them. Uh, let's pray. Lord Jesus Christ, thank you for the church. Thank you for the body of believers. Thank you how you have worked in us and have helped us and have guided us. God, I pray that we can go onto our community and share about your goodness and invite people into the body of believers, your church. Uh, give us the strength and the wisdom and uh, encourage us, Lord Jesus Christ. In your name we pray, amen. Hey guys, thank you so much for being here. You guys are awesome. We have a service next week. Join us for that as well. Have a great rest of your Sunday.